It's the Craggy Rugby Podcast. I'm Rob Murphy. Connacht have beaten Cardiff by 29 points to nil. And if you think the soundscape's a little bit different than normal, it is because we're inside. It's just too wet and windy. Alan Deegan, welcome along. It is. It's a bit... Storm Dennis has arrived. Thankfully, it wasn't there during most of the game, though. We're in the Cawley room next to the media room. Dave Finn, welcome along. Greetings, all. Yes, it isn't very soundproof, so it might be a bit echoey, as Alan was pointing out. But anyway, so be it. Lindley McKenzie, welcome along. Evening. What a win. Fantastic one, wasn't it? And very timely. You know, Andy Friend had said earlier in the week that he wanted his players to put everything on the line out there and he he wanted the energy and he wanted his players to leave nothing out there. I think they succeeded in that tonight. They got the four tries in a miserable, miserable evening. Um, And I have to say, though, one question I would question would be the Cardiff's um, attitude going out there. Maybe it was made easier by the fact that they looked completely disinterested after I thought about half an hour. So, but it doesn't take it doesn't detract from Connett's victory. Yeah, I didn't think they were up for it at the start. I just think once the momentum went against them, the try, the second try, crushed them. It did, but I think it was the, the strength of the Connacht tackling. Connacht were winning nearly every contact, whether it was with the ball or without the ball. And I think Cardiff just weren't ready for it. I think they thought they'd weathered the early storm mm-hmm. and, and had stopped Connacht from doing anything, especially that first Connacht should have had a try in the first minute. Um, but once Connacht kept hitting them and kept hitting them, led by Peter Robb, who had a phenomenal game tonight, uh, aggressive with, uh, with aggression, and, and the back row did really well, considering that the best back row player on the field was, was um, Ollie Robinson, who was phenomenal out there. What a player. I mean, every time he plays us, he's good. I don't know if he's ever reached that level, but each time... you Like, I just saw him on the team sheet tonight and said, I hope we don't underestimate this guy. No. I don't think we did, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, I mean, he, I think we gave away three... The first three penalties we gave away, one was in the scrum, and the next three were all from, from holding on or, you know all rock penalties and he was at the heart of it I think they lost something when he went off in the second half but I think the tide had been turned by then um, you'll hear from John Mulville and I, I think he said something very interesting which was he felt that they were let down by other players out there and I think that was and I have to go back to what Lindley said and I think I thought the way they came out onto the pitch if I was a Cardiff fan I would be really upset at the start at the very I thought they just they were bedraggled they came out and Robinson and Boyd were the two good guys and they should have got a try off Boyd as well he made a fantastic break in the second half when he came back on and I do think some of the subs made a difference but I thought their attitude was wrong if a Connick team did that I'd be disgusted that's interesting because I would disagree I thought they came out I thought some of their no, hits I mean, I mean literally when they came out onto the bench fair enough yeah but I, I thought their first 15-20 minutes were good I thought they were there they won two penalties at scrum time they pushed us back a little bit in the contact area in those early stages I don't know if you spotted that but I was like hmm they're here to play and I thought we had to really work hard and that's where Jack Carty came in kicked him behind them turned them frustrated them yeah it was a master class of kicking from Jack tonight he tried everything and nearly everything worked and the spiral kick on 8 or 10 minutes was just glorious bounces awkward on O'Halloran over his head into the hands of Carty who says I'll take it and now find some space in behind Fish what a kick from Jack Carty oh that's Ooh. wonderful that was an absolute peach of a kick he just pulled his head up had a look and he kicked what we'd call an old fashioned spiral the ball bulleting through like a quarterback's uh, throw in American football the crowd were just purring for about five minutes after that one it was, it was brilliant he, he really dominated the game tonight from a control point of view and played the game the way it should be played in conditions like this 
Interesting, Lily. Well, I just think Connacht controlled the match for most of it. We actually dominated possession, we dominated territory, and the results are we scored four tries. Mm. And I think that's that's just reward for the attitude and the application that Connacht showed out there tonight. I loved some of the stats here, like Kyle Godwin, nine runs for 120 metres. Now his try was a key part of that. But I thought Tiernan O'Halloran, from the get-go, he was excellent, wasn't he? Yeah, Tiernan um, is the type of player sometimes that can turn it on like that and I think he's actually reveling at the moment in his being a senior player in the respect that he's been given by Andy Friend and he has um, he probably went through some difficult times in the past possibly but now he's right on target right on form and it's great to see him in that position Yeah Dave uh, there was a Tiernan came back from a poor run of form and he even had a couple of games where it wasn't happening for him and that's where Andy Friend backed him and it's kind of paying off now Yeah you have to back your guys I mean there is a there is a school of thought that says you take players out of the the firing line that you, you protect them to a certain degree from themselves as much as anything else because if you are in a you are in a bad run of form you'll try to do things to prove to yourself you're not and you start doing stupid stuff and I'm not saying Tiernan did but it wasn't always coming off um, he said everybody had a chance to go away reassess readjust reset and it was great to come out there because I mean we have to say this, we're coming off five defeats in a row and three of them, if not four of them, were pretty bad defeats. Do you know, here's some stats. I'll go to Alan on this. Like, a connect average, in 11 games, they lost eight of 11. So three wins in 11. Mm-hmm. They averaged 16.4 and 29 points against. They were at a low ebb in terms of that Christmas period. We know why. Injuries, Champions Cup rugby, loads of interpros. Key factors in that. But at the same time, the manner of some of those defeats were a bit jarring. The reaction to the break and the way they've come back they're refreshed and kind of on the basis of tonight on the back to what we saw at the end of last season very much so like you're looking at this is a new season it looks like they've decided the, the, the previous season part of the season is dead um, like we were looking at the team that ran out there and you're sort of going that's basically our strongest team mm. apart from Bundyaki and Quinn Roo that's, they're the only two players that would have come into that squad so if you can't take on a, a Cardiff team who were short of players and even even though they had a hit up last week against Dragons the, you know, I, I listened to it in an interview after that session on, on their side and they were they were targeting two wins out of three on these three games and I don't think this was one of them yeah. <laughs> um, so you're, you're looking at yeah we kind of have reset they've, they've been able to press a reset button and it's now reset hopefully the, the injury to um Gavin Thornbury is, isn't going to be as bad as it looks. Yeah, there is a concern. You've got to feel like you could miss a game with that. So could uh, Kobe Fahinga. That came up in the post-game interviews. Let's start with Connacht coach Andy Friend, John Mulvihill and Dave Heffernan. Andy Friend, uh, I don't know if you're completely aware, but Cardiff Blues are quite a bogey team for Connacht. So to be getting a bonus point win and keeping them to nil is quite the result. And uh, you must be really happy with that. Yeah, really happy. They... Um they certainly gave us a bit of trouble last year away from away from home or over there at Cardiff and then we had the big sort of uh, tell-all game when we played them here and it, it went right down to the wire. Um, so yeah, to, to, to nil them, I think that's the first, well, certainly the first time since I've been here that we've had a team to nil. So Peter Wilkins uh, is very, very happy as he deserves to be. I think he's, his defence has been outstanding this year and the way he manages or the way he delivers the message and you could just see the energy in the group. Um, every time they got off the line and, and double shots. So we put a lot of pressure on them. Uh, and, and also a compliment there to the, the forward pack, Jimmy Duffy, with the, that line-out defence was very good. So, yeah, it's a good night out. Um, it's what we needed. We definitely needed that. 
so nice to be able to have it. Yeah, the energy levels. Peter Wilkins was speaking to William on our own session yesterday about the fact that they were treating this like an Interpro because it was a conference rival. And that was clear as day in terms of the effort, the energy levels. You must be really happy with that. Really, really happy. You know, we just said before the game, if you, if you, if you hadn't known what had happened the previous five games, uh, you, you, could, you could be excused for thinking that Connacht were on a, a, one in, a, winning, a winning run. Um, we haven't been. You know, we've, we've had a really tough period. But you know, as I said halfway through, that I felt like we'd got out of that, the performance against Toulouse. Uh, it was a bit piecey. Montpellier was better, but they weren't wins for us. So in order to then now turn that into a, a winning performance, uh, we're on track again, which is good. You know, there was a number of moments where they could have got frustrated because they probably should have converted a couple of tries from really, really good breaks. But there was great patience. And I guess your out-half, Jack Cardi, was key to how you kind of controlled that game. Well, I thought Jack was brilliant. I thought you know, Jack and Tiernan both, both turned turned Cardiff uh, in that first 40-minute uh, half. And and once we turned them, we, we you know, put the ball into touch there. Then our lineup was managing to steal that ball too. So they couldn't get possession. When they got possession, it was, wasn't where they wanted it to be. So I thought both men had a... Yeah, a massive impact upon the game. Backline wise, you know, Need comes into the side with some really good rugby from Peter Robb. Obviously, he got across the gain line. I was looking at line breaks, ten two in terms of clean line breaks. All those things add up to a bonus point win, don't they? Yeah, we we, we had a good review of of our first half of the season last um, a couple of weeks ago, and one of the things we spoke about was uh, you know just our ability to to get those line breaks and to and to get another metre with each carry, for example. And I, I just thought, you know, the fellas bought into that and they've worked really hard on not necessarily what we're doing, but how we're doing it. And we were better there tonight in the how we did things, which which was pleasing. And, yeah, to your point there around the patience, I thought either Robinson was outstanding, turned over a lot of ball. Um, but we didn't lose our cool with that. You know, we, we stayed on task. We need to fix that because it's an area that teams will now, opposition teams will challenge us on. But... Um, yeah, we managed to stay on track with with, uh, with not getting some of those scores and to get the wins great. If you're fixing that, is that commissioning more? Is that Are you taking risks to try and create space out wide by not having as many at the breakdown, or is it just people doing their jobs? I think it's just more accuracy there. Yeah, some, and some of them was, um, well, firstly, there's a compliment to, to the Cardiff back row and Ollie Robinson in particular. I thought he was very, very good, but uh, I think it's also the accuracy of that first arriving player. Um, whether he's there quick enough or whether he's actually accurate enough to, to get his job done. So that's something we'll have a look at. Um, we don't want to commit more players there, but if we have to, we might have to. So we'll see. The line-out steals is what everyone will be talking about. Once again, Connacht showing that they can be so, so hard and so disruptive to the other team's line Yeah, I thought uh, yeah, that was probably the telling point of the game. Um, you know, Carter were in good positions on, on a few occasions but just couldn't win the ball. Uh, you know, we score our first try off, off a, off a line-out turnover. Um, and just, you know, just probably, well, definitely frustrated them. Uh, and then it actually gives our kickers a, a real belief that we can just keep turning them and putting the ball into touch because the lineman's going to upset them. So uh, it was really pleasing. Edinburgh flying big win against the Scarlets today. We've had a kind of a couple of lively fixtures with them in the last couple of years, including last year's. You must be looking forward to that one now. Yeah, listen, we we said this is a this is the uh, the, the telltale block of the of the year for us. Um, we're aiming for, for three wins. We've got that started on a on a good win there tonight. But you know Edinburgh in Murrayfield is going to be very, very tough. So that's next Friday night. I did watch that game tonight, today, and they're just a big physical team now. They're, they're working really hard for each other, and uh, they're going to be tough. But 
uh, we'll be buoyed by that and we'll head over there hoping we can get that win. Two huge players at Knox there. Obviously, you're not going to have full updates on them, but Gavin Thornbury and Colby Fianga, that's what everyone will be sweating on this week. Yeah, Gavin, um, he came into the game a little bit tight uh, and it just seemed to flare up there just at the end of the first half. So we'll have a look at that. Um, Colby, right at the death, it's always the way in it, but he was bouncing around the change room there, so I think he's going to be OK. Four penalties was the lowest we've given away um, in a in a competitive game for the last two seasons. I thought our scrum was very good. Our um, presence over the ball and our scramble defence kept us in the game. Uh, but attack-wise, skill-wise, um, we'd never gave ourselves a chance. We were poor, so we were very disappointed with that. Yeah, you look at players like Ollie Robinson, Will Bond, going to put in massive shifts. I feel sorry for some of those boys. They, they left everything out there. And some of the other things that happened around them were pretty embarrassing. So I think they've taken it pretty hard as well. And we'll have some self-reflection in the next few days and get back to work on Tuesday. Staff will be on Monday, but players come back Tuesday and just need to turn it around, have a good week um, and look forward to the Sunday game against Benetton at home. Dave Heffernan, that's a huge result against a team that have always caused us trouble down through the years. Tonight, Connacht were near perfect against them. Yeah, look, uh, we spoke about it during the week. Um, obviously, we had a tough run there before a break. Um, and we were trying to be positive, and, and we did put in a couple of decent performances towards the end of that block. But um, that win was absolutely massive for us, yeah. Um, Cardiff have always caused us trouble, and to beat them, um, and to beat them the way we did is... A massive boost for us, yeah. Um, there was stages there in the first half where we felt we left a couple of scores on the board, and, and in the past they've they've always come back at us. You're, you can never really break away from them, but um, I thought in the second half we were a little bit more clinical. Um, obviously, lots to work on, but overall we're pretty happy with that performance. Yeah. It's funny because in that first half, people probably will forget there was a couple of big moments there. There was two penalties conceded at scrum time. There was a try chance that didn't go your way. Patience was shown by Connacht there just to keep on their game. Really, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. As I said, we d- we did leave scores behind. Um, I thought Ollie Robinson causes an unbelievable amount of problems as well. Um, the breakdown, they definitely won that battle, especially in the first half. Um, and yeah, as you said, there was a few big moments there where we left scores behind us. And yeah, as I said, they they've come back before against us and, and caused us massive trouble. So. Um, to finish off the second half, the way sorry to start off the second half the way we did, um, and not let them get a score there was uh, was going to be really important. We spoke about that at half time, um, so yeah, shutting them out early, early in the second half, I think stood to us. Just curious, your try obviously it was a, a line out mix up from them, but the pressure was on their line out. Were you kind of just in the back of your mind thinking this might come my way? I need to be ready for this. Yeah, I think there was one that went over in the uh, earlier on um, that I probably could have got to, um, and the lads are putting on so much pressure there. Like they've been doing it all year. Gav, Alton, um, Quinn, and Joe, they've been unbelievable. Um, it's like throwing against them during the week is a nightmare at times. So <laughs> I know, I know, it's how tough it is, um, and obviously the conditions are tough out there for the hookers. So um, yeah, look, you're you're always going to be alert there at the back of the line out, and I, I just got a lucky bounce to be honest, and yeah. That was it, really. Dave, man of the match awards in rugby could go to anyone, and they all say that, but you had a great game today. That must give you so much confidence. You've you've been involved in Ireland, you've bounced back into camp this week. Um, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's, it's, it's nice to get the award, but um, I think it was off the back of a very strong team performance. Mm. Um, yeah, look, I got one or two lucky breaks, and there's a couple of things that I'm not, not too happy with either, but um, yeah, look, I'm just really enjoying my rugby at the moment. Um, yeah, some things are just gone quite well and yeah like I, I said to Franny before the break that um, 
I wasn't really like some of the lads were kind of dying for a break at the end of that block, but I was kind of happy to keep going, and I was delighted then to be named in that training squad and um, raring to go for the last couple of weeks. Um, so to get to get 60 minutes under my belt there as well is massive because you know it's, it's obviously great being involved up there, but you want to play as well. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, to get to get the game time tonight was brilliant. Five points, you're back in this hunt. Playoffs is crucial. Getting back to where you were last year, and maybe even going a bit better and getting a home a home playoff that. They're big targets, but they're they're what you're all believing, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Home home quarter final is uh, is definitely the target for us. Um, and yeah, we're not too we're not too far away. I mean, this block of three games is something we targeted, um, <clears throat> and that's that's a perfect start, pretty much, in terms of points. So hopefully we can keep going. Edinburgh's going to be very tough over there, obviously, but um, yeah, we, we we definitely believe we can do the job. And welcome back. We are out much earlier than usual. I hope you noticed that in your podcast feed. We're just kind of mixing it up. You're going to feel kind of little samples from the game and a few extra bits. Wait for this week's midweek show. We're going to have lots of extra little elements in that. Just mixing it up a bit, Alan, trying to get this out to the listeners a bit faster. Yeah, I think we, we need, especially this time of year, with Six Nations being the thing that most <laughs> yeah, yeah, fans yeah. are interested in, especially with Ireland doing so well. So, yeah, let's, we're, we're going to get this out Um tomorrow morning hopefully by 12 o'clock at the latest yeah so that's going to be something we'll do throughout the uh, next uh, couple of months and give us as much feedback as you can because we do we do love your feedback folks and we want to get this into your podcast feed as quickly as possible Lindley we're looking ahead now we're up and running five points in the bag Edinburgh a big win against the Scarlets William tells me they chose not to fly took a nine hour bus ride back from West Wales to Edinburgh just to make sure they got back that night but I think they're a team in great shape top of the conference even without their Scottish internationals Really interesting fixture. Yeah, I'd be um, slightly afraid, I have to say. Mm. We we don't have a great record in Murrayfield. We've had an odd couple of wins. I remember Eric Elwood kicking us to a victory about <laughs> eight, ten years ago. That was a big one. And I think we had a couple under Michael Bradley as yeah. well. Um, yeah. But it's not a happy hunting ground particularly. Um, and given the fact that Edinburgh in such fine form and given the manner I think of the the last um, display over there um, I think it's going to be very very tough now look we're going over you know at the end of the day we're going over there and we're in good form Mm. and today's one has particularly really boosted morale we don't know the situation with the injuries slight that's a slight worry but I think it's going to be an extremely difficult place to go to it was a touchy game last year wasn't it yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I have to say, I, you know, the first time I came across Richard Cockrell was at the the launch a couple of years ago, and I wanted to play for Edinburgh by the time we'd finished talking because he's such an inspiring guy and he really knows what he wants out of his rugby players, and, and he yeah. plays the game the way I like to see it being played. I agree, and I like that, but he also knows what he wants out of his opposition. It's pretty much to keep your hands away from the ball and leave them alone for the whole game, please. Otherwise, he'll be very annoyed. Yeah, he's a he's a Leicester hooker, and uh, they're known to be the full of joys of life. Um, no, I do. Th- I agree with you guys. Um, I do remember. I, I, I'm surprised at some Murrayfield. That's my only issue with it. I mean, last time we went to Murrayfield, now it's a different Edinburgh and it's a different college. But I remember the game we won in the Championship season, where they had to move people down to the front of it, so we didn't look like there was nobody in the stands. I'm very surprised we've gone to Murrayfield simply because it has no atmosphere if it's not full. Mm. Um, that's the only thing I can. That's the only thing that well, it might, won't be full. I, that's the only thing. That's the only thing I can. I can. I, that well, I think Edinburgh have done wrong. I think everything else they've done wrong. The, the season's been brilliant, and you don't go to Scarlets and win. You just don't, and they have. Uh, yeah, especially at this time of year. Yeah, but remember, they are Murrayfield is their home, and they are. Now building 
they're stand, they've got planning permission for a, their, the back pitch to become their main pitch. So that's, it's their home. Dave, I feel a bit confident that they can still win here, though. I mean, Edinburgh missing, what? I'm going to guess around six to eight players with Scotland in total. So that, combined with the fact that this is kind of close enough to full strength, obviously Tornbury's injury and Fianga's injury depending, but, hmm, a lot of momentum. It's momentum. And, I mean, we have to go there thinking we can win. I think our away record is not fantastic, but we have gone to a couple of places uh, at the start of the season. We went to Wales twice and played in not particularly good conditions and got a couple of wins. We also did lose at the Middle But um, if we can get back to that away form from up until Christmas, I think, yeah. I think we can, and we, we could very well win. If we're playing like we did since Christmas up until tonight... We will lose. There's no question about it. And it's, if tonight had gone wrong, you'd be very, very pessimistic. Yeah, be, of course. But I think but tonight, and most importantly, I cannot emphasize the zero is huge tonight. That is massive. Because they know they are capable of zeroing a, a, a rival. And Edinburgh are a rival, and they're beatable. It's going to be incredibly tough. It's going to require tonight's performance plus. Yeah, but okay. But it's doable. So the plus, obviously injuries notwithstanding, you're looking at Kieran Marmy and Jack Hardy lining out in, in one of these fixtures. Other years they'd be tied up with Ireland right now. They're just finding a form again. And tonight suggested to me that both of them are finding their form. Yeah, um, they're a bit like they're a bit like watching Bundyaki and and Robbie Henshaw back together again for Ireland. They 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 know intuitively, you know what to do and where they are. And they are they're actually quite. I, f- I find them very enjoyable to watch. I find their their sense of urgency and their and also in contrast their composure sometimes mm. when they have to be composed particularly Jack in his kicking okay a few little kicks tonight attempted kicks didn't go well but that, that's fine in the overall context of the game they, they are key to any any victory for Connacht now that said you have to have the pack that does the business before they mm. can do anything with the ball so they're, that's important too but when you've got those two there directing operations and leading you know, and, and kicking a ball way up field and relieving the pressure from, you know, the forwards, doesn't it put you in a good mm. form? It should put a player in good form, thinking, Jesus, we don't have to chase, blah, 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 you know, all those, you know, metres. So, yes, they're vital, as are the rest of the the leaders now who have come coming through, like you, Dave Hefner, we don't know if he's available. Some of those leaders who have who have really grown, I think, Alton Delane really grown since they've been to Irish camp, and they're also going to be very vital. Alton Delane uh, were twenty nine nil up. Yellow cards just gone to Dennis Buckley. No, it was before the yellow card to Dennis Buckley. We just conceded a penalty, and Alton just steps in to clarify with the referee which one of us came in from the side. And he's like, I think it was sixteen. I'm not sure. He was talking about Shane Delahunt. But what I loved about it was that sense of awareness, leadership, as you say, just show the referee a good picture as you often say Alan just tell the referee listen we're serious about what you've just said I just want to clarify on it and, and the next second he was jumping up at the front of the line out and forcing a turnover I just thought he was in the right mental space ultimately. yeah he seems to have grown a, a heck of a lot you can see there's, a, there's you know after 15 or 16 minutes Connacht hadn't, had only got 3 points on 20 minutes they only got 3 yes. points great point you know yes. and you're sort of going Crack but they were in. playing well they were playing well but they only got 3 points yeah. and they, they appear to have the wind because it was very hard to tell where the wind was blowing and in the stand. Um, so you were sort of beginning to get worried. You could feel it in the crowd. The crowd was starting to get edgy. 
but they never panicked. Now, they just kept going. They knew what they were doing right. They knew what, they were, what was going on. And that's that's an example of it. And I think another example is, is Jack did have that one kick that went straight into touch. The next time he got the ball, he tried it again and got it bang on. Perfect. And it was that was the th- biggest was roar the of the night from the crowd too, because they got that. They got what he was. They were saying right back at it. Well done. Yeah, exactly. And it helps. The other thing I think that's helping with Kieran, I think. The whole thing where he's was so worried about his box kicking for the last three years seems to have disappeared, and he's now playing the sort of rugby he was playing three or four years ago. The the, the sniping, he's aware of what's going on, he's making the right decisions all the time. And when he does kick, it's a good kick. You love your stats. Peter Robb and Kyle Godwin have combined four times this season. They've won all four games. They have indeed in the centre, and, and they're, they're a beautiful partnership. They really are. Um, Do you think so? Yeah. Give yeah. us a bit of the why behind that number. Well, I think that, that Godwin... Godwin feeds off the fact that, that Peter Robb attracts so much attention. He's such a big man and he, he hits the line so hard, but he does have beautiful hands and he can really offload the ball really, really well, but he gets over the gain line. And once you've got over the gain line, it allows the outside centre to, to do a whole hell of a lot more. Um, and you can certainly see that Godwin seems to thrive on it. Dave, I'm loving that back three right now, especially like Porch there. That's his fifth try in 15 appearances. That's a fine return. Nia Diolokan tonight, you know, apparently he's carrying a bit of a knock, late, late entry to the team. He certainly has his knee strapped up. Anyways, whatever that's about. My God, he looked good. They all look good. And I mean, we, we noticed something... Um, about midway through the first half, uh, Porch took a field, took a took a ball, came down. Now he does run into contact. You can't not in a day like today. But what we thought was interesting was he, he was immediately. It's the way he moved his his upper body so that his arms were free. He's looking to offload. He's looking to do things. He's looking to follow up. He could be the bargain buy of the season. Um, he really was. And the fact is, is that. We have to give credit to Dennis Buckley for making the break, taking the pass, making the break. Not necessarily for the pass, but... Um, <laughs> oh, what a break. The speed. He came on to Indeed, it. indeed. And I mean, it was a Let's be- focus on that and not the pass. Because it's a beautiful line, and it's, it's, a pa- it's, a pa- it's a pass Jack knows he can throw to a prop, and then Dennis lays on the ball, and Porch is there to pick up the ball. It doesn't go dead. You need somebody to be following up, because there's a chance that it goes to a rock or it goes out of play. And, and I Porch still credit the, him for keeping the yeah, ball alive, yeah. Dennis, because if he didn't keep that ball alive, the try might never have happened. Right? And indeed, and then in the first half, when we... we, we, we I read, yes, our red zone conversion rate in the first half wasn't great, but there was they were not getting out easy unless we gave them penalties. And we would go back and we would kick it down, and who was the first person there? Every time it was Porch, it was Nihi, it was Tiernan, it was great. Lindley, all season we've been asking Connick to play the game in the right areas of the field tonight. It was the best performance season for me because they did that. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was helped possibly by the conditions okay. because because I think because it was it was the day to kick the ball when you had the opportunity because otherwise it would have been you know it would the 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 strength that would have taken in those conditions to be tracking back all the time would be just too much so it was a day for kicking I think so that also helped but I think as well look they've had a three they've had a three week break they had a 13, 13 games on the trot. It took its toll on everybody, and I think just mentally as well as physically. And I think they've had this break. They come back in. They know now that their season is on the line in the next few weeks. They've got over today. They're at home. Brilliant. But there are tougher ones to come, and this, the next ones are going to test them, I think, more mentally as opposed to physically. All right, sit back, folks. Take it in, enjoy it. I'm not even going to point out any negatives. We've got a midweek podcast where we can dissect the Edinburgh game in all the detail. But I think that's it. Any final thoughts there? Yeah, just you know, one of the things that did come out of that 13-week run was uh, guys like Joe Maximew have gone from, we weren't sure was he good enough for this level, and yes, he is, because he came on 
and there was no loss of power, there was no loss of line-out ability, there was no loss of you know, ball handling when he came onto the field. It's great having guys like him in the background. People don't know who he is. We know who he is. Conor Fitzgerald came on like a clone of Jack Carty. He did some great stuff well, and I so on. Maxima really came alive in the Leinster match, actually. Yeah. That's when I really first noticed mm, him, actually, there. Course, I, thought yeah. he was, I thought he was excellent there. Mm-hmm. And Daly's just signed a new contract and looked excellent. Uh, he had a lot of carries, actually, in those closing stages. So yeah. yeah, and he carries the ball slightly differently to Peter Robb. I think everyone carries the ball slightly differently to Peter Robb, but he, he just shifts his body and he gets across the gain line. I think one of the things that was said during the week, um, I think Andy Friend was talking about, they wanted to get what point seventy-seven centimeters more per carry, and I think we saw an awful lot of those seventy-seven centimeters out there tonight. Myself and Danny will work on that and come up with the stats to show how well we're doing. All right, thanks, Dave. Yeah, just one final thing: if you're going to do a streak, lads, don't run round the bend. The cops will be waiting for you. Oh, if you don't know what that's about, well, turn up at more games and then you'll see it. But let's just say it didn't end well for the gentleman in question. Never That's does. it from this week. Never does, does it? <laughs> no one ever thinks it true the whole way. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you during the week, folks. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until.